0: Chad, question. So I went on whatever I was doing. I was on a walk the other day. And since I've been receiving some calls from clients, I had one yesterday saying, Fed, I want to spend money. Make me spend money. And I was like, Sounds good to me. Let's That's get to good out. Right. So he wants. I mean, he wants different things. He wants commercial assets in the state or out of state, but also wants to start doing development, which I was honored that he wants to include me in it and said, look, even if you don't put funds, I still want you to get a piece Aside from representing me, because obviously you're going to put in the work, you're going to look for the project, you're going to tell me what's going to make me money. So what I started doing since obviously this market, as many other markets are so saturated, especially for that type of stuff, I decided to just kind of take an afternoon and go to one or two neighborhoods that I thought could have potential. And in the notes section of my phone, I just started observing properties that perhaps seemed a little distressed or anything like that, and started writing those addresses down with a picture right below it. I would like to start contacting all these people. At the same time, I'm not sure if I'd like to approach that with the generic letter that's often used. You know, I have a buyer in your area, blah, blah, blah. I think I I now have a list since it took me about probably five days of going out for three hours. I I put together a list of probably maybe 65 homes that I think could definitely work out, not just for this guy, but for other people too. What would you suggest being the best way of approaching these people? What would that content look like in the letter or postcard or anything like that to not appear like the same old realtor who's trying to fool you into, I have a client, but I don't have a client. I actually have people and they're ready to you know, some can close in six days, some can close in two, it doesn't really matter, I'm just, I know that people, especially in this market, really, I wouldn't say they have one wall up, they have about two or three, because of people who are unethical, and are, pardon my French, foolish, so it's more of a human approach, hey, I want to help you, and help my client, and see if we can make it work for everyone, you know, it's not just a one-sided thing, And look, if they have representation, or if they're attorneys and they can represent themselves, I just want to make it work for everyone. Put money in your pocket, put money in my client's pocket. Make everyone- These are predominantly vacant houses. Is that a fair- They they look at, I've been, I've been around a few times now and I mean, they look dirty. I mean, some- You've got a, you've got a good pulse
1: on your market as far as statistics, like market conditions. Yeah. So how much appreciation has happened year over year, like in the last 12 calendar months? How much was home? In, in that, that
0: neighborhood? neighborhood, let me put it this way. If last year they were selling for 2.3, right now they're selling for 2.8, 2.9 because okay. of low inventory. So
1: with real inflation running, clipping on up into the double digits, if you include food and energy, which I'm pretty sure we all need. So let's mm-hmm. just use real metrics and yeah. you know not manipulated government statistics. inflation is running high right you see it and whether it's caused by spikes in supply and demand or whether it's actually long-term inflationary forces uh, i don't know why we only printed eight trillion but regardless of that the federal reserve is in a conundrum they've already played all the cards up their sleeve they're out of tools in the toolkit they've got rates slammed down to zero they're buying you know junk bonds as fast as they can but now inflation's running out of control so they're facing okay we got to start tapering our purchase you know our asset purchase programs and we've got to start raising interest rates so what they're staring down the barrel at is they have to do what's right to keep the economy cooled down which is going to hurt asset prices it's by doing either of those things by 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 stopping the purchase of garbage debt from companies who should be allowed to actually default and and be held accountable for the way they ran their business, that's going to affect equities prices. That's going to create market sell-offs, which is going to take out mid-level management jobs first. Like They're going to cut them first, and then you'll see the lower ranked employees get cut. That is going to come through the economy and higher unemployment numbers. Even if that doesn't happen, even if they keep buying junk bonds, they're going to have to use another they'll pull the other label and they're going to raise rates and they're predicting right now that in the first quarter of 22 they'll move rates 20 basis points if they move rates 20 basis points on a 2.8 million dollar house how much money does this guy lose because people don't buy price the average buyer buys payment so what i would suggest is come up with a letter that plays on the strength of the market and run those two scenarios. So the, the first is more speculative on my part, but you've got a, a global price to earnings ratio or like our global share prices are, are 142% of GDP. It, it doesn't make any sense. So as soon as the Fed, like if you look at what happened in 2016, 2018, we were just trying to taper the, the purchase asset purchasing from 2008, nine, 10, and as soon as we tried to move that, we collapsed the overnight lending markets. So we couldn't do it. So they're in a conundrum. They either have to raise rates or they either have to taper asset purchases. Either way, it's going to ripple through real estate prices. And so many people like to talk about the supply and the demand. The, the supply of buyers came up or the, the demand from the buyers came up because they were handed so much access to easy credit and they're buying payments because rents have gone so high. So if I had, I don't have a crystal ball, but if I had to predict, I would say in the first quarter of 22, we already see signs of it. You see that the prices have already peaked and started a decline. Inventory is rising while prices are going down. What's that a signal of? That's the canary in the mine that, that we're headed back into a corrected market. So I believe that that guy's going to lose several hundred thousand dollars in equity if he doesn't sell. I believe that he's going to pay probably twice as much capital gains if he sells in 23 as he does in 22, because there there are stacks and stacks, literally thousands of pages of foolish foolish proposed policy sitting in DC that doesn't serve the American people. And it, it threatens a lot of different parts of our economy. So I would play on those economic indicators that if you see them, if you agree with me, you know, our market rose this much year over year. The Fed has to either taper bond purchasing, which threatens public equities, which, you know, threatens wealth levels and, and employment all over the country, or they have to raise interest rates, which raises payments, which means the prices have to come down for buyers to to actually be motivated to purchase assets and just kind of lay those out. And if they're if they're sitting absentee owner and the money's not really an issue, that's why they're not that motivated to sell. Maybe you can trigger something and be like, holy crap, on the fourth part was it was the taxation so their proposed capital gain, <laughs> and in california they should be sensitive to that because they're taxed around every damn corner so their capital gains tax is essentially going to double their price is going to come down they risk cutting the asset price in half just by sitting for another six months so that would be my approach on those I would speak to the, because chances are it's it's not the only home they own. It's an absentee-owned rental property. They're tired of it. They just kind of emotionally checked out. But if you'd be like, hey, man, why don't you sell at the top of the market before the shit hits the fan? They're probably more likely to listen to that than the we buy houses, cash, we close on your timeline, like what everybody else is doing. It's going to show way differently. Yeah.
0: A question. Actually, if we hover on what you were just saying for a second. So that is the angle that one could take with a seller. Okay. So for those properties in this situation, I'm also, I'm mainly representing the person acquiring the asset. So from a fiduciary duty to that client, I had an interesting conversation with a developer the other day who communicated to me that Apparently, well, well, first of all, there's 80, 80, eight zero ships stuck outside of the port of Long Beach because there's not enough uh, people at the port that are willing to work and unload them, which is significantly slowing down the supply chain. And from that angle, I learned that if anyone is trying to acquire anything that has a chip in it, so whether that be a dishwasher, a fridge, whatever that may be, there could be hold or wait times of up to a year. So from a carrying cost, holding cost to a you know a, a buyer slash developer who wants to acquire an asset and has created a formula where he or she says, you know, it's going to take me X amount of build, X amount of time to do this, X amount of time to do that. If we then have that huge delay in supply chain, I just kind of want to make sure that I communicate that to my client without However, scaring them off, I understand we don't have a crystal ball and therefore I can't tell them that I would just kind of like to communicate, Hey, just be aware that there is a possibility of things going slower than anticipated, significantly slower.
1: Well, that's an amazing piece of video content. It's, it's going to be, I think, best received if you just have it in kind of a conversational format, if yeah. you can find, if you can find an authority. So if you know somebody at the port authority or the union that can kind of back you up on that, or if you know someone that, that might be in the semiconductor business that can actually back you up and, and do it as an interview format, it's going to be even more powerful. And why okay. the reason I say that is because when you show it to one guy and he's like, holy hell, I hadn't even thought about yeah. what if I What if I take down a 50-unit apartment building and I can't get appliances? Hey, Joe, he's going to he's going to email it to the three guys he knows that are looking for assets like my guy just just kind of blindsided me with this. What do you think about it? And it's going to start that investor to investor conversation. So it could spread throughout your the investor community. Nina, do you have
2: something to add there? I just wanted to throw out for Federico that I was just looking at KTLA Channel 5 news report from three days ago on the Long Beach issue. And I actually know a friend of mine is a longshoreman down there. And it is horrific what's going on. But the CEO of the port, he provided some clear understanding as to what really is happening. It's the buyer demand has increased. The work from home, COVID resulted in many people staying from home, buying a lot more online. So the influx of goods for those orders and the need to have those orders in stock for new orders is what's caused this influx of product coming in. But there's not enough room in Long Beach because Long Beach is one of the top seven or top eight ports in the country for foreign goods to come in. However, it's one of Several that have not been updated compared to other ones where it's been given more space, more, you know, the infrastructure of it's been built up. So now they're apparently producing, providing a grant for that. They're working, the government's working on providing a grant to support helping them build up more space to unload those ships that are sitting out there that have been out there for weeks. However, it still is going to, what you said, Frederico, cause a delay. And we have already seen this with lumber. And this is across the board. We saw it with lumber. We saw it with oil. We saw it Well, Now oil's changed because they have to charge us a ton for it at this point. But we saw it with lumber. We're seeing it with paint, with other materials. Rehabbers are waiting a longer time to have to get their materials in it's across the board. I ordered kitty litter and it took three weeks. You know, it's just like, it's just happening everywhere. So that does have to be a part of that conversation. If you go to that video, KTLA channel five on YouTube, they have it on their channel. You can find out who the port authority CEO is, reach out directly to him, have a conversation with him about it.
0: Thank you so much. Really appreciate that.
2: Awesome.
1: So Fed, I was I put a pen in this when you first began to talk. I want to go all the way back to the first sentence. And you've got capital or the first paragraph, you have capitalized buyers looking for assets. So you've been out driving around looking at single family homes. Why?
0: Like well, are I they know. are I, they, they saying go... sorry, go ahead.
1: Here here's what I want you to I want I want you to apply this to each of those guys, right? What is their finance strategy? Are they cash? Are they financing or leverage or are they a combination or is it is it equity do they have raised capital like third-party capital what is their finance strategy what is their preferred asset class like based on their skill set and experience if they don't have any that's also an important you know note and what I find is most people are chasing single family home, mobile home parks, or multifam because it's what's talked about on bigger pockets. But what you'll find is there are alternative investments. The the ultra wealthy typically don't compete for deals like that, right? They're buying other things. So if you really want to shine, there's ways that you can get paid. It sounds like you have really good trusting relationships where they would actually bring you in at least as a limited partner, maybe a general partner as part of your finder's fee, like you could gain equity in deals. So would you say these folks are all over a million dollars net worth, excluding your primary residence, or they make at least 200000 a year? Right. So you're dealing with accredited investors. You're looking down here in this competitive landscape where everybody else is picking through deals and you're competing with all the brokers and all the jokers. If you come up above that and start looking in the private equity space, then you get them in the life-changing deals. Then you get them in the passive investments. Then you take them away from the risks that you were just about to disclose to them, right? So look into things like buying a a triple net commercial property in a Delaware statutory trust and an opportunity zone. There's a fund out there, a family office, they do it with supermarket chain and Amazon warehouses. These are triple net because they're in opportunity zones and because they're done in a Delaware Statutory Trust, you have layers of advantages. The opportunity zone gives you rapid depreciation benefits. The Delaware Statutory Trust is the only entity that's allowed to do a 1031 exchange as a sponsored syndication. So they get and it's deferment, which depending on what their opinion of future taxation is, they may not be interested in. But presenting them with these alternative investment options that other people aren't is going to mitigate the risk of them getting pinched in a big rehab project or during a price correction or during like a rent correction. And it'll put them into deals with other high net worth individuals. And they may just bring you along as a principal in the investment as your finder's fee. If you can qualify, sometimes you'll have to qualify for accredited investor status as well. But that's the, I would look outside of the box on this one. If you've got those well-capitalized buyers, I believe what I say. I'm really timid. Like I, I wouldn't flip a house if you held with my money if you held a gun to my head right now. Because I just, I, I see the canary seem to have fallen over in a cage a long time ago. And I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. So I just don't think it's a wise decision right now. And from from a if these guys are high net worth individuals, they if they're not tax aware, they should be, right? They should be looking for tax advantage investments. So there are investment clubs, there are syndications, there are family office deals, and there's obviously REITs, but those are chock full of fees, those are retail deals. But by taking them up into that accredited investor status, you're you're taking them out of a, a retail market into a wholesale market. And like, you know, even people who buy multifamily buildings off market in Los Angeles County, they're like, oh, it's off market. That was a wholesale deal. <laughs> yeah, a wholesale three and a half cap. Sure. Where with these syndications, you're typically looking like what they're going to be looking at is the internal rate of return. So with the tax advantages, with the accounting, with the, the, the cost segregation you can like, they're actually in the first few years, going to get a K-1 with a loss on it. like, they're like, oh, look, hey, uh, they, they're going to hand a slip of paper, to their CPA that says they lost $200,000. Well, everybody knows that's not true. It's, it's part of the front end of that. But that's what gets them to a 30 to 40% internal rate of return. So I would encourage you to Can Like, go ahead and do what you're going to do with your list, with the single family home list. But when you're looking for assets for these types of buyers, look to move them up the scale as an investor. Like, you're down here trying to make them busier as passive investors where they take high levels of risk and they have to be very active to earn the income. If they're high net worth, they're probably interested in earning more, working less, and doing good, right? So, move them up into that accredited investor slot, show them wholesale investment opportunities with massive returns. They're, they're certainly qualified. And if you need help sourcing assets, like I have lots of friends who are, are syndication sponsors and, and lots of different niches. I even, I mean, like one of the best investments I've ever made was in a, a like I own a fair chunk of the world's most profitable Bitcoin mine. And it's actually a commercial real estate play. We don't hold cryptocurrency. We sweep it. We sell it. So we own electricity and real estate. But it's it's those types of deals that that most people will never hear of. So be the guy that brings it to their ear and be like, hey, let's get in on this.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that because the so with I guess the, with the main investor, the one who said, make me spend money. For the past year, we've been looking at different asset types. So we were looking at a medical office building, which took about seven months of going back and forth with the other side. And then unfortunately, his, my client's asset manager just tore tore the deal apart, even though my associate and I thought that there was a lot more money to make as long as you just made some changes, lowered expenses you know, kind of restructured how the tenants were in there. Anyways, they, they they tore the deal apart. So he said, look, because I'm also working with his son on some other things, and the son sold some single family in the UAE, but wants to make some investments here. The father, who I'm working with, said, let's do a 1031 with his funds. And that's why he wants to find these flip properties for the son and or uh, multi-unit. So they have...
1: They have an active 1031 right
0: now. I'm trying to get it into escrow so that we can 1031 that condo. We he already sold one in Dubai. He wants to sell. He wants to sell the one here, and then once this one is sold here, they're going to take those funds plus the father's going to add additional funds, either to acquire something with that money or buy something really big and and do it that way. So the medical space was going to be a completely different transaction cuz the way he works is he has a certain budget if he goes solo where he puts about 60% down and finances the other 40%. If the budget exceeds that that number, then he has other partners to go in on it. I suggested let's also look out of state to see if there's anything we could do since The father owns shopping centers in Texas here in Los Angeles. He owns the plazas that have anchor tenants such as Ralph's banks, all that stuff.
1: What if I could show you a way that he could spend money on solar utility installations on the buildings he already owns and almost double his cash flow?
0: Yeah. So he can get all
1: the tax credits, all the accelerated depreciation of buying solar equipment, putting it on the walls and roofs of what he already owns. It'll yeah. burn up cash, which will offset his earned income for the year. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Interested? So there's, huh. these are the kind of things I'm talking about. Like, and, and and if you can't answer this question, you should be able to. How high is his earned income this year?
0: How much has he made? Mm-hmm.
1: Like earned income, not, not capital gains.
0: A lot. And uh, the only reason why I say a lot is I can't say wh- – what the family does but it's a family that probably everyone on this on on the zoom knows for sure so good brand good right for now. you to brand, brand
1: good for you for cultivating that relationship and what i'm encouraging is. you is, what i'm encouraging you to do is take it to the next level know yeah. what his earned income is know what his estimated tax liability is because okay. then you'll know what types of assets to put him in in for example, if he's an ultra high net worth individual, a lot of people aren't aware of this. There's there's a few small family offices in the gas and oil business that have been doing it since the 30s. And you can get a, an instantaneous 75% tax credit. You never get your principal back. But if he invests a million dollars in Pennsylvania gas and, and, and the Marcellus Shale field, he gets a $750,000 dollar, dollar for dollar credit against his earned income tax in 2021 then about six to nine months in when the well is at production he starts earning a 12 to an 18 percent yield it fluctuates but very very rarely outside of that band well if you look at what's happening in, in the uk and across europe right now natural gas prices have what quadrupled so we poor policy have led to an are leading to an oncoming energy crisis mainly in fossil fuels that's showing up already in europe But there's investments like that, that are led by ultra high net worth family officers that give him maximum tax advantages. And over time, like he's never going to sell that position. So he will only pay capital gains on that position. So I'm encouraging you, if he has that much trust in you and he's telling you, go bird dog me this, be like, listen, man, I'm ready to take this to the next level. You can stop answering questions at any time. I brought an NDA just for your protection. And- Put a, an ironclad non disclosure agreement with teeth in front of it, and let him know the word you mentioned in the very beginning. Is as as my buyer's fiduciary, so like take that to the next level and say, listen, I, I'm really I'm really challenging myself. I took what you said to heart. I've went and found some alternative assets. I want to start with a non disclosure agreement to show you in good faith nothing we talk about gets shared with anyone without your consent. And I'm serious about that. And here, here's my role. Here's what I'm going to do for you, guys. The guys would would die to find a you know someone who can source assets like that. It's rare. So, and I can help you get into some of the things that I've mentioned. I can help I can point you to some relationships where you can get connected to those. All of them are real. All of them are things that I'm underwriting right now for my own, you know, as part of my own investment thesis. So that would be my advice is for mainly because of the, just the demographic of the person you're talking about, Uh, move, move him up into the big leagues if he's not playing there on his own.
0: Thank you. I really, really, really appreciate that. I'll, I'll. Do you want me to email you about that,
1: or? Yeah, just okay. send me an email and I'll connect you with, okay. with the right cool. right awesome. right opportunity.
0: Cool. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it, uh, Nina. Thank yeah, you as thanks.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Nina. All right, man. Hey, listen. Thank you guys so much for your contributions. We always have such interesting conversations here. We we go all over the place. I love it. So thank you guys for being part of this community, for contributing and for believing in me to show up every week and give me this much of your time. It's awesome. We'll see you next week.